Hello, everybody, and welcome to Talking Sports with your host here, Matthew Kintov. And unfortunately, Jasper Bruno cannot make it here on the first episode, but he will be, should be here for the next episode. Um, but, you know, I'm basically here getting it started. The show is basically what it's all about, like from stats to games to matchups to basically just debates. And, the, you know, the, the whole goal is to hear each other out, hear what you guys have to say. But respectfully, not, you know, like, this guy's an idiot, you know, stuff like that. That We don't tolerate that. We, we don't talk over each other. We respect each other's views. And that's just how it is. If you don't like it, well, sorry, go watch Stephen A. Smith. Like, you know, this is this is a different concept. This is a more stable environment, I guess you can say, than first take. But, I mean, with that being said, let's just hop right into it. And hopefully you guys enjoy. So the Thursday night game was the Packers versus the Cardinals. And the Cardinals have basically owned the Packers for every matchup since 2009. And uh, Packers got their revenge, basically. It was a big win for the Packers because now they're first place in the NFC. And basically, I believe, the first place in the whole NFL because the Bengals are the best, second best team and they are 4-2. and two. So that's huge for the Packers. I mean, it was a huge game for both teams. Winner takes all, basically. Winner takes over the NFL, basically. And uh, it showed here with the win and determination by the Packers. And, you know, sad ending by the way it ended for Cardinals fans. Packers fans probably, you know, won't deny. But some will say, you know, oh, well, A.J. Green, you know, it wasn't even catchable. So it's not pass interference, isn't it? It's A.J. Green's fault. Bad communication skills by the Cardinals. And they'll they'll recognize that and move on. But... From now on, it's going to sting. Especially, there's there's a lot of miscues by both teams. You know, especially when the Packers went down the field. On, I believe it was the, the after the fumble on uh, Arizona with the, the punt issue. Literally a fingertip, which is crazy. They couldn't catch in the NFL for three. Which, in my opinion, you're on the opponent's two-yard line. you got to have guts against a, a powerful team. Go for it. If you don't get it, then you get a chance of, of two points, and then the ball's given back to you. But they took their three, and the reason why they took it is because the drive stalled out by, I believe it was three throws. And it, it, pretty defenses are very good in the league. I mean, some are worse, obviously, but defense is usually good when it comes to stopping an opponent on th- by throwing at the two or the, within the opponent's five-yard line. Because, you know, there's not enough space. You can't move. Receivers can't move. They only can do slants, drag routes, uh, in routes, out routes, and fades. So it's very easy to, you know, to contain if you know what's coming. And uh, <clears throat> Cardinals' red zone defense was very, very impressive. Especially the way the Packers were running all over them. Uh, the, the first score the Packers had, it was... Uh, not really that great of a defense for for the Cardinals, but that's only because it was better running, better blocking, better execution by the Packers. And uh, A.J. Dillon kept his feet moving, bounce upright, um, along with Aaron Jones, just kept the legs moving, slammed with Chandler Jones, and powered his way into the end zone. Uh, yeah, it's just it, the run game was very successful. The, the Packers had 151 yards. A.J. Dillon had was 16 for 78 so he has 16 carries for 78 yards unfortunately no touchdown 
I really like that kid. I believe he's got the the grit to be a uh, a powerhouse in the NFL. If somebody gives him a chance, he will execute on both ways. I mean, even on the pass game, he can, you know, for Rodgers, it's, it's a big plus because even running backs that can catch, it's a huge win for any quarterback. A.J. Dillon's starting to adapt to that. Unfortunately, last week against the, the Redskins, or two weeks ago, however you want to look at it, or, well, not the Redskins anymore, um, against Washington, he fumbled twice, and that was his only fumbles in his career, in the NFL at least. Um, but I know he came out of Boston College, and he was a good running back in Boston College. I remember watching him against North Carolina and everything. He played with heart in there too. So I, I give it time, and this kid's going to come around. I don't think he's going to be the next Eddie Lacy for the Packers, but he's going to be definitely something that they can look at for a future when it comes to third down power back, which basically every team has now. And Aaron Jones had 15, 15 carries excuse me, for 59 rushing yards and a touchdown. And that was the drive I was talking about, how he slammed in Chandler Jones and kept his legs moving and got into the end zone. And uh, Aaron Jones definitely effective on the pass play. At like for Green Bay, and sometimes they don't connect, but he's not a receiver, and that's what you know. Matt Lafleur and any everybody's just got to know that you know he's not a receiver. He can't make the dynamic plays that Devontae or Lazard can make, um, and it, it shows once in a while. But even a, a wheel route is huge for a game because the wheel route can give you at least five yards if you can execute it correctly, and. Uh, he definitely helped Rodgers out. And the Packers are building now a defense that you cannot, like, get by as easily as you would against the 2015 Packers or the 16 and so on. This defense now, they're building around them. They got uh, McKinney from the, the Texans, who's a great power rusher, a great linebacker. Then they get from the Cowboys, Jalen Smith, very good in coverage, great tackler, but... And now, unfortunately, they were supposed to get Stephon Gilmore from the rumors. But, you know, last minute trade deal with the Patriots sent him to the Panthers for a late round pick, I believe. And, you know, he's worth more than that. But, you know, that's just how teams deal with it, I guess. If it's player on speed off the team, they'll do anything they can get. So, that being said, though, I mean, the, the Packers' defense is already stacked as it is once they get Jair Alexander back. And that Stokes kid, I have high hopes for him as well. If he can learn how to stick with the best receivers, and that's the only way he's going to learn if he gets matched up against people like DeAndre Hopkins. It's the only way he's going to learn his game. And uh, it was – the defense is just hard to, to understand. I mean, they, they bend, but they don't break. They bend a lot, actually, and especially in the red zone. They, they break – for like 15 times that the, the opponent was in there, all 15 times the opponent scored. So it's like they they break a lot, the Packers, and that's not good for Joe Barry there. And he he was kind of the uh, the the guy to look for. You know, everybody had high hopes, especially Packers fans. Obviously, you know, come from the Rams, linebacker coach. You know, he was going to be tough on these kids, and he's actually not doing as well as everybody. Things, but towards the end of the games, his defense pulls together, and it's all that matters as long as you can get the win, and and perform the way that you can, you know, and, or well, ex, expectations really, and it's it's sad, you know, that 
the the game ended that way, you know, and mixed communication. It was a great game all night. Cardinals played sloppy, uh, three turnover, three total turnovers, excuse me, and uh, two interceptions by Kyle Murray. He was twenty two of thirty three, but had a lot of passing yards. He had two hundred and sixty passing yards, but no touchdowns. So Packers held him with no touchdowns. It was basically a run running back day. I mean, the the running backs total had four touchdowns. So it was, it was just like those type of games, man. You know, you, you can't, you, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, you can't throw on the defenses, you know. It's just stalemate, but not when it comes to the run game. And uh, James Conner had five attempts for 22 yards with two touchdowns. Then um, I believe it was Chase. Yeah, Chase had seven carries for 30 yards and one touchdown. And then Aaron Jones, as like I said earlier, had one touchdown with 15 attempts, though. And the Packers ran more, most definitely. They ran 31 times, including Rodgers' scrambles. And they had the little end round for um, Amari Rodgers. We got 11 yards on that. And uh, another great kid, I think, once he adapts around Devontae, and especially Randall Cobb teaching him, it's going to be – this team is just building – and everybody talks about Rodgers leaving. I, I just don't see it. So, I, I don't know. That's a bold prediction. I just don't see Rodgers leaving, especially the way that they're building around him now. Give him hope. Uh, St. Brown, I still don't agree with that signing. I think they should cut him. I mean, he's a powerhouse. The kid can throw blocks. But what good is it if he can't catch? And we've seen that last year in the playoff game. Huge two-point conversion. He drops it. He was wide open. Out route. Can't handle it. So, but back to the Cardinals, you know, they, it was, it, it was just a sloppy game for the Cardinals. It, it may not have shown on scoreboard stats. It definitely showed in stats. It was 74 rushing yards. So they, they only had a total of 334 yards, which is not bad, but it mostly came from Kyler Murray. And you can't depend on your quarterback all the time to win games, especially against the top defense, even if their corners are out or whoever's out. You can't you can't rely on a quarterback, and it showed most definitely showed. I mean, the fumble was definitely. I don't know how to explain that. That was just it's just a fingertip. Once you touch it, it's live. Obviously, on a punt, even if you fair catch it, is I don't know why he he even tried faking it. That cost the Cardinals big time. It cost him three points. It was a good defensive stop by the Cardinals, but it cost him three points, and that three points ended up making the, the Cardinals seven and one. So I mean it's definitely stuff to learn for. You know, I'm not I'm not putting down the guys just I don't know why you tried faking it. Just let it bounce and I'm pretty sure if you let it bounce, uh, I mean it would have went to the one yard line probably but still you can't you just gotta run away from it if you don't think you're gonna get it. And uh, I mean the time of possession was killer too. I mean Packers had zero turnovers as well. And that's, like, Packers played execution football. Like, that's what they needed. And they knew it, so they, they got it. And uh, games like that, I believe, last year they would have lost because I don't know what it was, but Matt LaFer would go up against, like, either the Niners or, like, the Buccaneers, and we get stunned. Like, we get blown out. And it's just, it's, you know, definitely, like, progression in the Packers. And we see that from Thursday night's game. But the time of possession was killer for the Cardinals because they couldn't get their dynamic plays going with their receiving court that they have with Zach Ertz, A.J. Green, uh, Christian Kirk, and 
obviously DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, when you add that mix, it's like you're asking for a new topic, like weapon or something. It's just, it's hard to stop. How many cornerbacks do you need to stop that team? And they, they just couldn't do it. They, the Cardinals only had 200, or excuse me, 22 minutes with 25 seconds of time possession. Packers had 37 minutes with 35 seconds of time possession. It's just, I mean, if the Cardinals got more time, would they have been able to beat the Packers? That's a good question. I, Me, personally, I don't think so. The way, especially the way Rodgers had his confidence. And even though without his main guys, it was, there was still confidence in the team. So I don't think the Cardinals would have been able to beat the Packers either way. And that's like that's a big gamble considering that they were seven and zero, and Packers were six and one, especially after a devastating loss to the Saints, which the Packers can't handle warm weather in, in Florida. I don't know why, but it's just the way it is. And uh, but they just it, it was a very good defensive game for both teams. Packers gave a little scare, but you know walks away with a Douglas interception from a miscommunication. Very arguably that they, it could have been thrown on the slant to Kirk. Uh, but I, uh, by looking at the replay, if, if he threw it, it could have been batted down. But then you still get to live another two downs. So it wasn't be like a heartbreaker. And I don't think nobody could have jumped that route. But, you know, I don't blame Kyle Murray for throwing that way. Because A.J. Green, technically, against Douglas, is a very high match, like mismatch. Height and strength-wise, especially a veteran going against a practice squad player from the Cardinals and ended up going to the Packers. I mean, you got to give him the jump ball. You got to give the old guys the jump ball, you know. But uh, unfortunately, it didn't connect. And uh, Packers' third down conversion, 42%. Cardinals had a 40%. And uh, just goes to show you how good their defense was. And uh, there's, that's all I got to say about that game. It was just good win for the Packers, tough loss for the Cardinals. Packers got a somewhat a hard opponent next week, take on Kansas City, Mahomes and his Chiefs. But the way the Chiefs are playing right now, it looks like Rodgers might be able to slice that defense right in half. I mean, if, we're going to find out, see how they play against the Giants. And um, if, I don't know. If they can't perform against the Giants, man, then it's not going to be a tough, tough game for Rodgers. But and then the Cardinals hopefully can regroup for their next opponent and you know just learn from this and because they they can't play like this against a team like the Rams and even the Seahawks when they get Russell Wilson back, even though they're not a threat, even with Russell Wilson right now in my eyes. But it's a division. Divisions are always tough. You know, you got to look at that way. You know, Seahawks know their opponents well in their division, and even the 49ers, they got to play the 49ers again, the the Cardinals. So when you go to to, to San Francisco, it's not going to look pretty, especially if you don't know, you don't come back from this loss, like play basically mad. But it's up to them, not us, I guess. You know, but it was a very good game. Congrats to the Packers being the best team in the league right now, record-wise. And uh, see what they can do next week against the, the Chiefs and see what the Cardinals can do against the Niners. But that's going to end it for football for a little bit here. The next topic we're going to have is a little bit of a debate. 
is was by JJ Reddick a day ago, which would be October 29th, I believe. He made a statement saying, "Here is my issue with the old tyrants saying that." Well, I can't say what he said because it's bleeped out on us saying we couldn't play in their era. Most NBA players in today's era could play in any era in the NBA. Most NBA players from the 50s, 60s, and early 70s could not play in today's NBA. He's he's kind of right to a certain degree. Um, I don't agree with the part that today's era couldn't play in any. I mean, I believe today's era could have definitely played from the 40s, 50s, 60s, maybe the 70s. But 80s and up. I don't see it. And the only reason why I say it is because you look at certain teams that were nasty and fought the only way they knew how, which would be the Pistons against the Bulls all the time. And even a little bit of the Pacers with Reggie Miller. It, it was, you know, it was gritty. Like, uh, none of these players today could have played in MJ's era. So, I don't agree with that statement. But, I mean, it, NBA players... Today, they're they're a lot more soft in my eyes. A lot more, um, you know. Where's my foul? I mean, that's any sport today. I don't, I don't think any like this generation of sports can play in any other generation sport with the penalty issues and everything was more lenient back then, especially in the MJ era. You know, you you get punched in the face. I mean, yeah, and <laughs> by and they would call it a foul. I mean. It, you go up for a layup, and guess what? Isaiah Thomas has punched you right in the stomach or something, and they call it a foul. And you just couldn't argue with that, especially the way they would taunt in. I don't agree. A certain degree. Like, today's NBA, like I said, could play in the 40s, 50s, 60s, probably up to the late 70s. Other than that, I don't see the NBA today being able to handle MJ, Colby, Shaq, you know, Lamar Odom even was a little bit gritty, you know. Um, it, it, there's no way, you know. Will Chamberlain, though, could probably play in today's game. You know, Will was different. <laughs> the guy would would run, like, really run down the court. And you can't beat speed, especially skills. Like, and the way he would go up with his confidence and everything, you, I, I just don't see Will. He's one of those players that, will forever be able to play in, in the era, you know? And uh, it's it's tough, you know? I, I mean, that's it's a very groundbreaking question. Or, like, really even a debate. I mean, it's just... It bothers me when he says that no... Like, this generation could play in any. I highly disagree when it comes to that argument. Like, I just explained it, you know? Like... MJ, to me, I believe can play in today's game because the way he was so physical is just... But, I, I mean, to a certain degree, I shouldn't say that. To a certain degree, uh, when it comes to the three-point scoring, you know, uh, he couldn't handle it. I don't think he could handle it. Um, then, uh, like, I mean, when it comes to in the paint, defense, and everything, I still don't think he could have handled it. But scoring most definitely when it comes to like layups and everything. But maybe maybe he can't handle it. Now that I'm really thinking about it, I don't think he could handle today's NBA. LeBron 
however, cannot, and that's a bold statement, and I know for a fact LeBron cannot handle being in MJ's era because how physical they were. This guy looks for, I mean, I'm not saying he's not great or anything like that. The way the guy looks for fouls every time he goes up with it, and, you know, it's just, come on, play the game. You don't get fouled. Get back on defense and try, you know, making something, man, you know, or, or you, he always gets a foul called his way. That that wouldn't fly back then. Like if if everything was getting called his way, somebody's getting in your face. Whether it was Isaiah Thomas, Reggie Miller, whoever, you know, it, or Rodman. Rodman was another one, pretty physical, gritty, very weird but gritty, and uh, he just couldn't handle it. And I like he could not handle. Probably three point score most definitely could handle. But when it comes to getting in the paint, like his game, he can definitely hit his fadeaway. In, in like MJ's era but when it comes to layups dunks defense you're gonna get like bloody nose or something LeBron you, you know like I don't think you could do it bold statement you may hate me for that but you know that's what we have this for you know I want to hear your guys like opinion so you know we got our Instagram I'll put it up I'll even say it's talking sports 2021 so it's on Instagram there. A uh, picture of LeBron tossing dust in the air. And I believe Aaron Rodgers is a little bit in the picture. Um, but yeah, check us out on Instagram. You can DM us and we'll answer through that way what your opinions are. Please be respectful though. However, everybody's human, you know. But yeah, I just don't think LeBron could do it. I, I mean, certain players are built differently, you know. But that that was a very good statement. By JJ Redick up until he said it. NBA players today can play back then. Highly disagree, JJ. You know, you got to know better than that, man. You got to know old school would probably be new school in certain ways and vice versa. You know, you can go hand in hand. But Will Chamberlain is that guy, man. I don't care what anybody says. I think Will Chamberlain could play in any era of the NBA, especially his three point playing. I mean, you know, the guy was effective either way rebounding, blocks defense, offense, shooting, you know, <clears throat> you couldn't beat the guy. And that's why he's a record holder for 100 points. Different era, yeah, but still to 100 points that guy scored. And he's on, like, almost every stat. If not, he is on every stat. So, you know, I, I think Will Chamberlain most definitely could play in any era. But, I mean, with that being said, we usually do, uh, is he overrated or is his team overrated? But Jasper's not here today. But next week, we will be having it. So, um, it will be, is Patrick Mahomes the most overrated QB in the NFL right now? And then, was Drew Holiday overrated in the NBA Finals and the reason why the Bucks won the championship? So, those are going to be the two debates next week that we're having, me and uh, Jasper and I. Um, I look forward to that because we respectfully, you know, argue uh, back and forth, you know, this and that. So I hope you guys like that part of the show. We talk about what's going on around the league, and uh, we'll have more definitely. This is like an intro, basically. We're going to talk more NBA as well next week because Jasper is very good with the NBA. I follow it, you know, as well, but he follows more of it, and I follow more football, and he follows it as well. So we go hand-in-hand hand with each other. Um, But, yeah, so... So this week we start Pick'ems as well though You know uh, Pick'ems for NBA players 
or uh, excuse me, NBA teams and NFL teams like the matchups this week and that. So with that being said, we'll start off with football. However, we'll do NFL first. All right. So for the week eight schedule, not too many good games, but not too many bad games. Uh, the first game I am going to mention, Bengals versus the Jets. Tough go for the Jets this year. I don't know. To, to me, I'm, you know, like, I don't know why you take a chance on, on that kid from BYU, you know, um, Zach Wilson. I, I don't, I don't know why. To me, uh, like, he's, it's a long story. <laughs> like, BYU is different than NFL, obviously. BYU doesn't take on comp- competition most of the time. And when they did, you saw they, they had trouble. And so, to, to me, Zach Wilson never really had a competition in college to prove he was a second overall pick. But, I mean, it's whatever. I'm not the Jets. I don't draft. But I got the Bengals winning by, I'm going to say, at least 17-plus. Uh, Like I said, Bengals, or the Jets, excuse me, the Jets, horrible again this year. I don't know what's going on. They played good against the Titans and went right back to them regular selves. That's sad. You know, it's, it's sad. The, the team's been trying to build, 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 and it never works. So, But I got Bengals winning by 17-plus against New York. Um, Bengals very completed, I believe. Not fully completed, but completed enough to get back into the playoffs and get momentum going their way. I, I'm not... I want to say they're going to take their division, but I don't. Um, I, do, I believe it's going to come down to the Ravens or or Browns and Bengals. I mean, ba- Browns are hurt right now, and it's, it's sad. We'll get to that when we get to their game. But, uh, yeah, Bengals by 17. Um, next is the Eagles and Lions. Uh, tough one here. I mean, both teams are equally somewhat bad. Uh, Lions are obviously the worst team in the league. Winless team. Uh, seems like they have all all they 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 got it they got it they got it and then they drop it. Defense somehow finds a way to lose it, or even offense. And it's it's sad tough go for Jared Goff to get Matthew Stafford and the Rams and the Rams just said, well here take our quarterback and threw the guy in a uh a, a basically a UFC fight with the NFL basically. And he, it's it's shown man the kid can't performed the way he could have with the Rams because there's no threats for him. The only players they have is TJ Hawkinson and, and Swift. And they barely use Swift. And it takes a lot out of Jared Goff and the offensive line, you know. But I got Eagles winning that. I'm going to be bold and say by 14-plus. Eagles, another team, Jalen Hurts, not too bad of a quarterback. In my eyes, I mean, it may be different for you guys, all the Eagles fans and everything, but to me, he's not a bad quarterback. If you give him the right weapons, he's going to destroy the defense, especially if either arm or run. And the way he can run is lethal to a certain degree. Um, read options are very big in the NFL right now. And when you got a running quarterback like Jalen Hurts, you can do it. He's, he's not a, a small kid either. He's quite a big kid. And, you know, he's not afraid to take those hits. He can sling it. But he's not fully sling it like Michael Vick. That's the only issue I've seen against the Buccaneers and the other teams. When he's got somebody downfield, he underthrows them by a little bit, and the receivers can't come back to it in time, or 
it gets broken up. So they need to work on that, but they need to build a team around them with an offensive line at least. And uh, But it's a good bounce-back game for the Eagles, I believe. Uh, next would be Titans and Colts. Tough game decision here. I'm going to be bold and say the Titans but only by three. Uh, nothing more, nothing less. I think it's going to be a three-point game. Titans win it. Uh, be 2-0 and against the Colts. I don't see the Titans really not... Like, not rushing on this Colts defense. It's not the same defense as it was last year. And uh, the Colts have been struggling with defense and a little bit of offense here and there. But, I mean, now the, the Colts seem to be cooking with something. So, well, maybe they, they pulled a surprise. But until then, I don't see them beating the Titans. It's a division game. You go against a monster of a running back every time who arguably could be better than Bo Jackson. Could be. I'm very old school with everything, so it's very hard to say he is better and who's not. But, um, yeah, Titans by three. Nothing more, nothing less. Uh, next is the Rams and Texans. <laughs> uh, I'd be an idiot not to pick the Rams, but anything could happen, but I'm picking the Rams. Uh, Rams by 20-plus. I don't see him losing at all. <laughs> I mean, Texans, tough blow for Tyrod Taylor. Wherever he goes, there's a great quarterback behind him. But he makes, I believe he makes that quarterback because he has his own, when I was watching, um, what is that show, uh, Hard Knocks with the Browns, they, uh, the, co- the head coach at the time there, I believe it was, uh, it was Hugh Jackson, the head coach at the time, and uh, you know he told Baker Mayfield, like, you got to start having your own workout time. He says, Tyrod Taylor comes in here every morning at 5 a.m., has his own workout routine and everything. So he could be a very influential player for most of these young quarterbacks. So, but it's been a tough break, especially what's going on with Deshaun Watson, all the rumors and everything, trade rumors. You know, Brandon Cook's getting traded here and there. It's the team's not all together, and we've seen that. So, um, yeah, I, I don't see the Texans coming close. Rams firing on all solenoids. It's just, it's it's. I believe it's going to be a Texans or. Rams massacre, you know, come through the, the Texas area and just wipe them out. Uh, but we're thinking about you, Texans. <laughs> that's it's not going to be a good game for you guys. Um, however, though, Matthew Stafford is 0-3 versus the Texans. But this is not 0-3 with the Rams. They, he was 0-3 with the Lions, and the Lions could never build around him. The only receivers they had for him was Megatron, and he retired early. And... Uh, after that, it was just like they had Galladay, and that wasn't enough for Matthew Stafford. you got to build a team around great quarterbacks. And I believe Matthew Stafford's a great quarterback. You know, so this is a different story. He's going to be 1-3, one in, one in or excuse me, 1-4 against the the Texans. I, I just don't see him losing at all with this team. Uh, next game would be Steelers and Browns. I'm going to be bold here. Even though Baker Mayfield's playing, I don't know why. Case Keenum's 100%, you know, maybe 90 after playing Thursday night's game. But I, I'm going to go by the, the Browns here. I believe the Browns are going to win by three, if not one. I'm, I'm going to say that because the the Browns, the I believe it was their fourth string running back, or if not third, came in against the Broncos and killed them. Ran all over them, had 169 yards rushing. If not, it was 174, I believe. It was just a massacre. I mean, you, you can't, you know, against a Broncos defense, yeah, they're not looking too hot right now. 
that's still you have to get through Von Miller, Chubb. The secondary is pretty stacked. I mean, you just can't, you know, you can't make it up. And that was just a better game by the Browns. And Case Keenum, you who do you want? You want to injure Baker Mayfield? It's not his throwing arm, yeah, but still, when you throw, it takes a torque on your body. So, who would you really have? A fifty percent Baker Mayfield or a hundred or ninety percent Case Keenum? So I don't know why. You know, the Browns tell Baker Mayfield that you're not playing, but it's Browns decision, not ours. But I'm going to go, you know, Browns by three over the Steelers in the dog pound. Um, yeah, three, if not one. I don't see anything else. So let's jump to the next game, which would be the Niners taking on the Bears. Very tough game. Uh, both teams basically equal, below 500. Uh, we all know the story with the Bears. The Justin Fields comes in. Oh, now the Bears are saved. But then now he starts playing pretty bad. His first game he started, he only had five passing yards. And it, it was against the Browns defense. He was sacked, what, six? If not, it was eight times. Uh, you know, he couldn't do nothing. Was, and then performed bad against the division, which would be the Packers. I mean, you can't, you can't do that. So it's it's very and both young quarterbacks either Niners same way you know this Trey Lance comes in against uh, Packers a little bit here and there Wildcat this and that and you know QB sneaks or QB draws up the middle and here and there he did he did come in against the Lions through his first touchdown pass week one um, but still young and experienced took on the Cardinals didn't win. Same results with Justin Fields. Just, you know, so it's going to be a battle of the young quarterbacks. I got, but however, though, I got the Niners because Cleo Mack's not playing. And that's a huge add to the Bears. When you got Roquan Smith with Cleo Mack in there, <clears throat> it just adds like chaos, pure chaos. So, yeah, I got, I got the Niners winning by, I'm going to say seven. Seven or less. I, that's what I'm going by. Um, Next game, we got Panthers and Falcons, another division game here. Uh, Panthers, I don't know what happened. Started 3-0, lost four straight, just like the Broncos. Uh, the flame died out. Could have been they took on easy teams. Could have been, yeah. Okay, but still, you performed like you took on t- the contendership, you know. You, you made it look like you, you had something, especially taking on the Saints and destroying the Saints after they just came to Florida and destroyed the Packers. You know, so everybody thought they were the real deal there. And Christian McCaffrey gets re-injured, not even playing a game, goes back to practice, gets re-injured, and now boom, we're back to the same Panthers. <laughs> they're they're three and four. They had to bench Sam Darnold last game against the Giants. Played horrible, two interceptions again. Uh, PJ Walker comes in, and the offensive line I've seen it cannot give him enough time for some reason. I don't know what's going on there. Uh. But you can see Christian McCaffrey's a big part of that team. And if anybody disagrees, I don't know why. You know, that's one thing you can't argue. To me, at least. I mean, that he's the team. He's He is the Panthers. But the Falcons, however, barely beat the Jets in London. They almost came back, the Jets, on them. Uh, they, they barely beat the Dolphins. And it's it just it, the horrible defensively game against the week one Eagles. Um, we're not 
I, I don't know. The, the Falcons are just they. I don't know. It, it goes from coach to coach, and they still just can't hold on to leads. And and they're and they. However, they held on to these leads, but they're TikTok. You know, it's it's, it's going to come to a point where you can't hold on to the leads. So um, I got Panthers. I think Panthers is going to be a bounce back game. Bold prediction, maybe. But I think it's going to be bounce, you know, bounce back game for Sam Darnold if he's playing, which I'm sure he is. Um, but for the whole team, defense and everything, you know, and that's another thing too. The Panthers didn't help their best corner got hurt, you know, basically career or a season end injury, and that that killer, you know, it's secondary. Are you kidding me? That's the biggest part of the defense, I believe. And uh, but I mean, maybe Lux in the side of Atlanta. Because Atlanta have won six of the last seven games against Carolina. But who knows? I, I mean, I got Panthers winning by seven. Nothing more, nothing less. Next game, we got another division game. Dolphins versus the Bills. <laughs> Bills without a doubt. I believe the Bills are coming back with vengeance after losing a heartbreaking Monday night football game to the, the Tennessee Titans. Um, Josh Allen, QB Sneak. I believe it was fourth and one. Uh, legs gave out under him. Stopped him with, what, less than 30 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Uh, obviously fourth down. Um, and uh, that's what handed the Bills their second loss. Uh, and and even losing to the Steelers, heartbreaking. You know, that punt, black punt really helped the Steelers win it, in my eyes. I think if they didn't get that black punt, Bills wouldn't have lost. But Bills definitely have chemistry going uh, destroyed the Chiefs, handled Mahomes, no problem. Definitely uh, something there, you know. So I'm going Bills by 20-plus. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. The Dolphins from Tua to Jacoby Brissett, um, and back to Tua, it's just they something's not clicking with that team. And they, they couldn't hold against the, the Falcons. They lost to the Falcons. It's it's not looking good. <laughs> I don't, they had a tough division win against um, the Patriots, but quite frankly, they shouldn't have won that game. So Dolphins are one of the worst teams. I think they're worse than the Jaguars right now, and that's I don't like to say that because they're they're young, but they just got like I don't see nothing right now in the Dolphins um, from injuries to to playing really, you know, but. Yeah, I got Bills winning by 20. Bills won six straight games versus Miami. Scored 30-plus points in each of the games. That's tough. So, I'm definitely taking Bills by 20-plus. Next game, in my eyes, should be, like, the, the game of the week. Patriots taking on the Chargers, man. That That is, like, two young teams colliding. And we all know the background story with Belichick versus young quarterbacks. Yeah, so what? Justin Herbert's playing ball this year. He's got receivers like Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. You you just throw the ball. Guess what? I'll come down with it. That's just how it is, you know. This year, especially Austin Eckler is not a big part, but he's a little part. Uh, I was surprised they got rid of Hunter Henry because I believe they had a Hunter Henry to be more lethal. Jared Cook's not bad though. And uh, that that Chargers team definitely spot on. Defense is pretty cracked out, um, but the the Patriots defense is just as equal with the Chargers defense. It's crazy. Young kids, um, of course, you got some of the, the veteran players like 
uh, Hightower and Vinoy. Or, or I believe Vinoy is with the Dolphins now. But still, Hightower is like a big part of the Patriots' defense for years. And, uh, you know, you got him teaching the young kids, and you see it. And even Belichick teaching the young kids. Um, I, I A lot of people say that Belichick wasn't the reason why the Patriots had a successful run. It was Brady, but if you ask me, it's both of them. Belichick was a great coach and still is because you can see how good the defense is. They stack up against no matter who it is, and they just they stonewall them most of the time. Should have, and if you really do think about it, the Buccaneers or excuse me, the Patriots got Brady on my mind. Um, Patriots should be five and one through the, the like week six. I mean, I in my eyes, it, the heartbreaking losses shouldn't have lost to the Dolphins. They shouldn't have lost to the Buccaneers. They almost beat the Cowboys. Sent them to OT with one of the best teams in the league, which was the Cowboys at the time. Heartbreaking. You know, they should be better than what they are right now. Killed the Jets twice. I mean, they, well, that's the like, story of every team, I guess. But, yeah, I don't... I got... <laughs> this is going to be hard. Uh, I'm going to take the Chargers, though, by, by three. I don't think there's going to be anything more with the Chargers. Nothing less. I think it's going to be a, a game-winning field goal. You know, I believe that. And uh, Patriots are going to drop the, the three and five. I, I just I don't see them beating the Chargers the way Justin Herbert took on the Chiefs. No problem, you know. And even Dallas took them on. No problem. Fumbled the bag a little bit against um, the Ravens, I don't know what happened there. The Ravens just played better football, I guess. I mean, it, it's crazy. But now we jump to the next game. Another crazy prediction by me, in my eyes. Uh, I got the, it's the Jaguars versus the Seahawks. That 12th man's not going to help Geno Smith. I, I just don't see it. I think Jaguars are going to get their second straight win against a very crippled Seahawks team. Um. Uh, Russell Wilson, if he was playing, no doubt I take the Seahawks, but he's not. Geno Smith is not too bad this year, but for some reason they just can't hold on to the wins. But they need to hold on to the wins, and like the Steelers games, they should have won, fumbled, ended the, the the game right there. Um, even last week against the Saints, very close game, couldn't finish. So, to me, I think Jaguars are going to bounce back. Trevor Lawrence is getting more adapted to the league. He's thrown. Not the the passes that he was throwing through week five, you know, like he's he's adapting, he's getting more comfortable, he's he's finding his receivers, he knows his team, you know. And Urban Meyer, I'm I'm not saying it's Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer to me, he's not coaching that team to the full expectation. They should be better than what they are right now. Even Jasper would agree with me. They should be better than what they are. So it's it's tough. It take, it all starts with how you coach. But I got the Jaguars winning. By one one or two points. I don't, I don't see him losing to the Seahawks. Especially at a time like this. Um, next game is America's Game of the Week on Fox. Um, Buccaneers versus Saints. Divisional game. Man. Uh, New Orleans won five straight against Tampa Bay. And uh, in the regular season. Obviously you know the story last year. Tampa Bay crushed. Drew Brees and the Saints, and that was the ending of Drew Brees. Um, Buccaneers, you you guys are you know saying to yourselves or to your friends or whatever, Buccaneers are a team to beat, not the Packers or the Cardinals. 
I can argue, you know, I can see that, but they took on opponents that have no defenses. You know what I'm saying? Like, Tom, I love Tom Brady. I think he's a funny guy. You know, he's cool. But his, his five-touchdown game and, and six-touchdown games and all this, they they went against teams that are one and six or two and five. So it's like, yeah, especially the Falcons game. No doubt, Brady played good. Falcons kept it close a little bit. And then, of course, like the regular Falcons dropped. And uh, Brady played a very good game there. I believe he had four touchdowns, if not five. And uh, But you're talking about a weak defense there. Then the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins were already hurt as it is. Jacoby Brissett was playing with a, a bad hamstring. Something was wrong with him. Didn't want to admit it. But he played through it. And uh, Tom Brady threw five touchdowns that game, I believe. And then he comes back and he plays. Um, I can't think of the team right now. That's it. But I know he played somebody else. Like the games that they they should have won by a big margin, they didn't, which was against the Cowboys. They struggled against the Cowboys. Then they faced the Rams, and then they get like squandered against the the Rams. Like the the, the Rams just outplayed them. It was just that simple, you know. Like you can't beat that. But uh, last week. They played, um, it's like right there. I know it. I, I remember watching the highlights because Mike Evans gave away the game ball. Well, not game ball, excuse me. The 600 touchdown pass for Brady to a fan. And uh, they they killed that team because there was no defense there. I don't know what was going on. Why Mike Evans gave the ball away. Um, but, you know. It, it happens, I guess. I mean, I don't know. If I was Brady, I, I would, you know, say I, I appreciate it to a fan, you know, but still. <laughs> it's, I mean, to me, it's a football. Yeah, it's a 600 pass, but they played the Bears. That's it, the Bears. Um, yeah, to me, the Bears, again, defense breaking down, you know, not really too good of a defense. They looked like it two, three years ago. Uh, heartbreaking loss in the playoffs because their kicker can't kick. Not their kicker anymore, obviously, but uh, yeah. I But I got the Buccaneers winning by seven against the Saints. I think Saints are going to stun them a little bit, stun them, stun them, and then Buccaneers are going to pull away like they did against the, uh, the Patriots. So I got the Buccaneers winning by seven. Next would be the football team, Washington, versus the Denver Broncos and... Um, this is not a pretty good stat line for the Washington football team. It's uh, four and twelve versus non-divisional opponents since two thousand twenty. Nah, that's way below five hundred. Nah. However, I am taking the Washington football team by ten, only because the Broncos right now are on a four-game losing streak. They might play aggressive this and that. To me, I think the the Washington football team has a better offensive scheme. And a little bit of a better defense right now than the Broncos. So, I think Broncos are going to lose for the fifth straight game. But, Washington's going to bounce back here. Because the Tyler Heineke, yeah, might be overrated. It might not be. To me, I like the kid. I think he's pretty good. He slings it. Puts the ball where it needs to be most of the time. Yeah, he gets his hiccups. But, everybody does. Um, But, that team is just more offensively powerful than the Broncos team so I got the the Washington football team by 10 I know that's bold but 
I, I just I don't see the Broncos bouncing back yet. Um, especially because the Broncos opponents that they all won against were all teams that are one and six or two and five, just like the Buccaneers and you know, and like the the Panthers and everything. You know, when you play easy teams, you win. Obviously, I, well, you should win. <laughs> it's just it's that simple. Um, the Broncos took on the the Giants the first week. I believe they took on the Jets the third week. I forget who they played the second week. Um, the Broncos easily beat them, but oh, the the Jaguars. They played the Jaguars that week. And week two, and um, yeah, they were three and zero, and then now they're on a four game losing streak because they took on teams that outpowered them and are better in my eyes. I love Teddy Bridgewater. It's a shame what happened to him on the Vikings. Shame what happened to him on the Panthers. The Panthers just traded him away, and uh, he's trying his best. I mean, yeah, he throws horrible balls. He has bad games, but everybody has bad games. So I, but I don't see him winning against Washington. And uh, the next game would be Sunday Night Football. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Cowboys take on the Vikings, man. That's this is another bold prediction. If Prescott does not play, I still got the Cowboys winning by three. Um, if Prescott does play, I got him winning by fourteen. And uh, Vikings, however, though, playing very, very good this year. Even though the record may not show it, um, they. I mean, even without Dalvin Cook, they they can play. Um, from receivers to defense, tough loss against the Cardinals for the Vikings. Um, tough loss against the Bengals. Same scenario against the Panthers, and they beat the Panthers luckily. Um, and then beat they they handled business against the Seahawks, which was a huge win for them because Seahawks at the time had Russell Wilson playing with Tyler Lockett and Carson and all that. They beat them. Uh, but I just don't see him beating the Cowboys. Uh, for how offensively powerful they are, the run game, the receivers, even no matter who's the quarterback, I just think it's going to be Cowboys. But it doesn't matter by points-wise. So I'm taking if Prescott plays, Cowboys by 14. If he doesn't, Cowboys by three. And that may be bold, but, you know, it's why we do it. <laughs> um, then the last game, which would be on Monday night, uh. Giants and Chiefs. This needs to be a must win for the Chiefs. If they have a hard time against the Giants, uh, you can say that it's safe to say that they, they're not going to last in the playoffs if they make it to the playoffs. Mahomes has thrown 13 interceptions this year and very foolishly thrown the football. I don't, he, he's been trying to do what he's been doing for the past two years. And it's not working out. Teams are figuring them out. Teams are double covering certain players like Travis Kelsey. If not, they're pulling off and double covering Tyree Kill. And when you take away his receivers, he cannot play in my eyes. So, you know, and the offensive line is a big part. The, yeah, he rolls out. You may say that his offensive line is not great enough, but it's good enough where he can roll out and throw his fancy passes, no looks and all that. So in my that's where we're gonna have a debate with Jasper next week. Is he the most overrated quarterback? We're gonna save that debate for next week. So, I but however I got the Chiefs winning by a large amount. I mean maybe a large amount, maybe thirteen plus against the Giants and the Giants. Man, a huge win over 
just killed the Panthers offensively, defensively. Like I was talking about earlier, man, it's just Giants executed football, and that's all you can talk about, man. Football is key, or, well, excuse me, executing teams is key, obviously. Um, and the, the Giants win against the Saints was very impressive. I did not expect them to win. I didn't have them winning. I thought the Saints were going to, like, kill them, but they didn't. And uh, it shows that the Giants can win. They just they don't piece it together sometimes, you know. Um, but, uh, unfortunately, as bad as I want the Giants to win, <laughs> they're, I don't think they got it. I think the Chiefs by 13. And the teams on the buy are the Ravens and Raiders. And their, their next opponents will be Minnesota and then the Giants. So, um, the Giants will take on the Raiders. And uh, that concludes Pick'ems for this week for NFL. And now we're going to jump into the NBA for, I mean, tonight, I ain't going to do tonight's because one, one game's already going on, which is the Celtics and Wizards. And two, your people are probably going to be listening to this tomorrow. So I'm going to do tomorrow's games which would be Sunday, October 31st. Happy Halloween, by the way. Hope you guys have a great holiday or whatever you guys do. I don't know what you guys do. Um, but so the first game we got here, 3.30, is the Sacramento Kings taking on the Dallas Mavericks. Both teams 3-2. and two. Um, From what I see is both teams are struggling offensively. But I got, uh, oof, I don't know, that's a good game. I got you know I'll, I'll pull for the Mavericks. I I think the the, the Mavericks are gonna win. I don't know by how many. Uh, ten ten less in my eyes because Kings had that good game against the Suns game winner. Um, heart crusher loss for the Suns. I mean the Suns play so hard, young and they you know. But next game would be at seven o'clock. The Portland Trailblazers taking on the Charlotte Hornets. Teams three and two, four and two. Tough loss for the Hornets last night. Um, Miami smacked them. Tyler Hero came off the bench, smacked them. He sat down. Jimmy Butler came back off the bench, smacked them, sat down, and vice versa. So um, Hornets were, were outnumbered against the Heat. Heat, very impressive this year. Um, but that loss might have angered them. But I got Dame Lillard. You know, tough losses for Dame this year, but still above 500. But I got the Trailblazers winning against the Hornets by five plus, or not five plus, uh, five less. You know, I don't know. I I just don't see like it being a blowout like the Heat game. Um. Then we got the Utah Jazz taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. Jazz, unbeaten team, I believe right now the only unbeaten team in the NBA. Um. Taking on a three and two Bucks team, first. No, second game for the the Bucks, which was the first game for the Heat. The Heat, whew, man. I mean, I don't know. You you can't be defending champions and get blown out by fifty plus. I, I, I just don't see it happening. I don't I don't know. I don't see a repeat. Honestly, even though I know it's earlier this year, but I just don't see it happening. I don't see the Bucks going back. Um, so therefore, I'm taking the Jazz by ten, ten and up. Against the Bucks, I believe they. I think they got it. Jazz, another team, makes it to the playoffs. Can't finish in, in the first round. 
That's it's tough because Donovan Mitchell plays with heart. Rudy Gobert is a great defensive player. Um, yeah, I, I that team just can't put it together, you know. But then we got the next game: Detroit Pistons taking on the Brooklyn Nets. Nets struggling basically every game without Kyrie. Whether who's playing Kevin Durant and James Harden, or just James Harden, or just Kevin Durant, they just cannot seem to get it together. They were down quite a bit to the Pacers last night and stormed back. Um, but still, I mean, Brooklyn just, I in my eyes, they need Kyrie Irving, you know. Uh, it's, it's a big part of their team. That's their ball handler right there. That's the AI of the Brooklyn Nets. Um, and some people may get mad at me for comparing him to AI, but you got to admit, his handles are crazy. He can have the defender's head spinning when he gets the ball in his hand. Um, against a 0-4 Pistons team, the only beaten team in the NBA, them and the Lions. Uh, you know, all Detroit teams have been struggling lately. I I don't know what's going on there. But I don't see the Pistons win. I got the Nets by 20-plus. By I don't see the Nets having a hard time against Pistons. Young team, I know that, but still. Um, Houston Rockets then taking on the Los Angeles Lakers. I got the Lakers by 20. Lakers up and down this year. They're 3-3. Three and three. Rockets are 1-4. Rockets have John Wall. But I don't know at this point. I haven't heard nothing about John Wall. I don't see no plays from John Wall. I don't, you know, I, I just think he needs to get out of there in that environment. It's more of a, a rebuild team than, if anything, and he had to deal with it, with the Wizards. At least the Wizards won more games than what he's winning now with the Houston. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't see Houston coming close. 20-plus for the Lakers. Uh <laughs> Lakers, although struggled against a, a, a very beaten OKC team, 26-point um, lead, and they blew it, lost by 10 points. I mean, that's crazy. Uh, Jasper said they went on a 17-4 run, and it was just crazy. I, I don't know how you let that happen, man, uh, you know. But I don't see the Lakers going either this year to the finals. Uh, but it's still early. Never know what could happen. You know, uh, they could be figuring out. It's a brand. It's basically a brand new Laker team, so they could be figuring out each other's skills and everything, mindsets and and all that. So, that being said, that concludes this week's episode. Um, like I said, next week, Jasper Bruno will be here and we'll be having the debate: Is Patrick Mahomes the most overrated QB in the NFL? And was Drew Holiday the main reason why the Bucks won the championships against the Bucks? Or, excuse me, the Suns. And I look forward to those debates. And, of course, we're going to have talks about Thursday night games and and what's going on with teams and stats and all that next week as well. Um, But until then, you know, we appreciate you guys listening, whoever's listening. We're just trying to get started, you know. And eventually, if this takes off on Spotify, we get a lot of likes, uh, you know, this and that. Um, Then we're going to go live stream every day on YouTube, you know, at, at, at like maybe 10, 10 in the morning to 11 or something like that, you know, just pushing content out for you guys if you guys like it. Um, we love sports. We're big sports fanatics. We follow the sports a lot. And um, we're, we're very grateful for you guys. Um, but, yeah, we uh, we'll be back next week. We look forward to it. Go enjoy trick-or-treating or whatever you guys do, party, whatever, you know. Just enjoy 
kick back, watch football, sports, whatever you do. Like I said, you know, like we hit us up on Instagram. I'm gonna put it in the description. Uh, or Instagram. We have a YouTube page for when we get ready for the live stream and everything, but there's no content on there. Um, and our Spotify, obviously, you'll have it here. So thank you guys for your time. We appreciate it, especially from Jasper and I. You know, like we said, we're big f- sports fans. So we appreciate you guys listening. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week.